0: Welcome back to Entertainment Talk today, we're here to do a part 2 of another film review This one's going to be for Spider-Man Far From Home I almost said Homecoming, but that was the last film I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is Roberts. How are you today?
1: I'm doing good, how are you doing today?
0: Not too bad um, So yeah, I did already do a part 1 review Which was me going to see the film, coming home And discussing the film on my own for part 1 so if you want to check out that review which is which has also been doing very very well so thank you to everybody who's listened to that but we're here to do part two which is basically me and robert so robert i've already given kind of my thoughts on the film spoiler free which we're going to start off spoiler free here uh get robert's general impressions what did you overall think of spider-man far from home um did you like it did you not etc
1: I really liked it. I mean, hmm. it went, and we'll get into this in the spoiler part, but it had like a great p- pacing with some of like the twists and turns that it took. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got some great character development with uh, both uh, Peter Parker and MJ and uh, Ned mm-hmm. and all that. So that was always enjoyable. Jake Gyllenhaal did an amazing job as Mysterio because yes. you never really know where that's going to go. And it was fabulous. And then past that, you know, it was a very enjoyable movie.
0: Cool. Um, yeah, one of the things, I don't want to give too much of my spoiler-free thoughts away, obviously there's the podcast, but one of the main things I said is I did like the film. It was pretty good, um, but to me it didn't feel as much like a Spider-Man film. Like some of the some of the stuff, because you can't really compare this in the same way to Spider-Verse because I'm talking in terms of... Tom Holland's Spider-Man in the MCU... Which has nothing to do with Spider-Verse... But in terms of like previous installments... With Homecoming and that... And with... Because you've kind of got the four... Saga Spider-Man thing in a way... Where you got Homecoming... Because uh, it was in Civil War... But like I wouldn't really call that a Spider-Man sort of... Arc or whatever... But you've got um, Homecoming... Uh, obviously Infinity War and Endgame... And then you've got... Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home... I felt like in Far From Home... The character just it, it. There was something different about that that didn't make him feel. Didn't make the film feel quite as much as like a Spider-Man film. It it just didn't feel quite the same as Homecoming, I suppose, in that way. Because obviously Endgame and Infinity War are, are different. They're like ensemble films. They don't focus on him. But in Homecoming, I really felt the sort of Spider-Man DNA in there, and I didn't really feel that quite as much with Far From Home. What what do you sort of think in in terms of that? Yeah, I
1: could kind of see that just because they intentionally took him out of his element Mm -hmm. in terms of being, you know, the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know,
1: having him travel technically, because that's something that Tom Holland did in one of his interviews. He said he found both of the names of the Spider-Man movies highly ironic because, uh, you know, Homecoming was filmed like 4,000 miles away from where he lives. And Far From Home was like, you know, 10 minutes from his parents' house.
0: Huh okay yeah so the opposite
1: uh thing. yeah and then uh then of course you know you have between endgame infinity war and far from home is the the whole five-year gap which they did address in the very beginning of the movie yeah and then just completely blew by it as if it never happened
0: yeah i suppose I, I wasn't quite so bothered about that sort of stuff but i just think in terms of this film it tries to use the MCU a bit more whereas uh, I mean obviously that makes sense because you know an MCU film and stuff but I just thought that with Homecoming because I do actually think that Homecoming is a better film I do like Far From Home a lot and everything um but there's just something I prefer about Homecoming I think with this being obviously the follow-up to Endgame and it having to conclude phase four and kind of sort of set up things for the future specifically with the Spider-Man character and with Peter Parker and kind of moving him on and all that sort of stuff that sort of took away just just a little bit from the Spider-Man DNA of that character, so um, I just felt kind of a little bit strange about that in certain parts. So um, Yeah, I think that's kind of all the spoiler-free discussion we can really have because there's a lot of spoilery stuff uh, in this film. By the way, if you haven't seen Spider-Man Far From Home, um, and of course you are here, you, you can be, be here, this is a spoiler-free part of the uh, film um you absolutely need to need to, need to stay for uh, both of the credit scenes there's obviously the well they call it a mid-credit scene don't they and then the post-credit scenes so because uh-huh. uh, it's not two post-credit scenes there's one mid-credit scene and one post-credit scene uh you do need to stay for both of them would you i think you'd probably agree with that so oh yeah yeah uh you definitely need to stay for those as well um in fact they're two of kind of the bigger talking points but obviously we'll discuss that more in uh the spoiler section so yeah uh of course if you haven't seen spider-man far from home we're about to go into the home uh homekeeping section (laughs) housekeeping section uh which is where we tell you what else we've been up to on entertainment talk um and then after we've come out from that bit uh you'll need to click on either the homepage of if you're listening on the website or if you're listening on a podcast service just click pause or whatever uh and then you can listen to some of the other stuff but we'll be we'll do some housekeeping stuff now and then we'll be back in a minute for the spoiler discussion see you in a minute Today's sponsor is Koalu. If you would like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and it will take you over to Koalu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use which is in the bottom right hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Koalu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Alright, so a ho- whole bunch of stuff recently. A whole bunch of different discussion topics. Um, two for DC, which were last week, which was discussing the future of the DC Universe. Which we now know will likely be heading to HBO Max with the whole Warner Media, uh streaming service that they got going on. Um, and then discussing um of course the DCEU's future but specifically with Justice League 2 and mathematically when we could sort of get one and all that sort of stuff involving all of course the uh, six different cast members that are in and out or something in between uh with the DCEU so I discussed that uh last week on gaming talk what did we talk about last week oh yeah the Nintendo Switch Lite we talked about um the Carpet show which is obviously the Cuphead video game develops into a TV show. Which we'll be discussing some more of that stuff here in a bit. Uh, and we talked about the Lord of the Rings MMORPG as well. Was it last week we did the Games with Gold and PS Plus? I think that was the week before, wasn't it? I think yeah, I think that was the week before where you had uh, Pro Evolution swapped out for uh, Detroit and stuff like that. So um, yeah, Go and grab your Games with Gold and your PS Plus and all that sort of stuff. Of course you can get... Um, Games, uh, Xbox Live Gold and Game Pass for, it's, it's a pound isn't it, or a dollar, for the uh, ultimate Game Pass thing that you can get at the moment, so go and grab that, I grabbed it myself as well, I've tried out a few games which I forgot to list, and I'll talk about those next week so uh, there's that. I did a couple of other discussion pieces talking about Netflix and why they have the international advantage, uh, in the streaming wars and everything else that's gonna be going on with that. Um, I did, a <coughs> excuse me, a review of Stranger Things Season 3 for Netflix, of course, spoiler free and spoiler split, so you can go, ch- go and check that out. If if you have or haven't seen the, the third season, you can still check that podcast out. Uh, I did a quick podcast on The Handmaid's Tale and discussing its current situation how i feel about it and all that sort of stuff Uh, i also talked about spider-man and the um news and rumors discussing uh his future with sony and marvel or both or maybe one we'll have to wait and see um it's all to do with far from home and how much money it makes all that sort of stuff but i discussed that as well um what else did we do pennyworth the um following in kind of the footsteps of gotham which was of course the bruce wayne batman prequel Uh, Pennyworth is going to be taking a look at the butler uh, Alfred Pennyworth of course uh, hired by of course Thomas and Martha Wayne from the Wayne family all that sort of stuff Uh, and they're doing a series called Pennyworth it's going to be on epics in the US Uh, I don't know if you have to pay for that I don't know if it's free to air I don't know Um, but in the UK hopefully on the next day because it'll be starting on the 28th of July which will be a Sunday for the US on Epics. And then, uh, Stars Play UK, which is an add-on for Amazon Prime. So if you get Amazon Prime, which I just signed up for again a couple of days, or yesterday, a couple of days ago, and then you get Stars Play UK, which is an add-on. It costs like £5, I think. Uh, you can get that and you can hopefully, hopefully you can watch it weekly from Monday the 29th. They haven't confirmed if it's weekly or box it. I don't know. But hopefully it'll be a box it. But anyway, I did a preview podcast for the, um, mini-series, which is going to be, And discussed everything going on with that. Um, We had the uh, Emmy nominations yesterday. Which I watched live and did a podcast on. um, And they had... uh, I think it's Ken Jeong from from Community. Played Chang. And then they have of course Darcy Carden from Barry and The Good Place. They hosted the uh, Emmy nomination awards. Not the... uh, They they hosted the uh, nominations. Not the awards. The actual awards are in September. But they uh, announced who's been nominated. So if you want to watch me... um, listen to that or whatever you can do that as well um and the yeah, last last thing that we did was an uh, updated episode for the united cast which is episode six um which was for uh yeah talking about the transfers that man united have done so far the ones that we're rumored to do and then the ones that we didn't actually end up doing or whatever <laughs> and the uh fixtures so far for the season uh, and that's what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org or on podcast platforms let's move into Alright, so that's what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. Of course, we have also done uh, the iZombie podcast for 5.10 as well. This is your last spoiler warning. If you haven't seen Spider-Man Far From Home, click on the homepage, turn the podcast off, do whatever you need to do. Uh, I did already give a warning. Um, I think it's fine to go into spoilers. Um, Yeah, what what do you want to bring up first, I suppose, in terms of spoilers?
1: Uh, in terms of spoilers, I want to talk about how masterful they kept um, Mysterio under wrap. Because yeah. for the people that were familiar with the character and knew his origins as being not really a trickster per se, in you know in the same vein that Loki's a trickster, but just knew that you know he was you know using all, special yeah. effects and movie effects you know to do the crime stuff, and then everything we got in the trailers was the whole you know multiverse things like that. And the whole time I'm just like, okay, yeah, they're just going to retcon this, and then it turns out, you know, head fake. It is just all that. It is just him, you know, screwing around.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That was a great twist on that. Yeah, I mean, I loved how they brought okay, go ahead.
0: Yeah, I mean, with because I I don't really know. Like I know who Mysterio is and stuff, but I knew very very little going into the film. So when they did reveal the whole like, oh, this is just drones and stuff. Um, like, I don't know if there's been, if that's been done in different comic iterations, it probably has, because of how, how, uh, long that character's been around and stuff, how long comics have been around for, but, like, it, it sort of made sense, and then I was like, oh, okay, so you've still got Mysterio there, because that is Jake Gyllenhaal's character, but he's just using, he's just using Mysterio, I suppose, in a different way, um, and I certainly didn't see it coming, Because so, I didn't really know that the character could sort of do that um but once they sort of tied that into you know the things with um the the past with Tony Stark and everything obviously tying that into, into Iron Man's death and everything, and um even as far as to that other person in his group who like worked with uh Tony before and they got kind of shunned away or whatever um I thought that stuff was really really good, so. Yeah, I liked what they did with uh with Mysterio and Jake Gyllenhaal. Like you said, was really really fantastic. So, do you, do you think that there's a possibility we get him back in some way, or not really?
1: Um, Hard talent. I mean, it's one of those things that you'll never actually know because of the whole hologram thing. If he was actually dead, dead, or if he just kind of figured out a way to fake his death.
0: I suppose so. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, and it is a good. Uh, You know, use of him, especially like you said, use of some of the older characters, like bringing back the guy from the original Iron Man that was, you know, getting chewed out by uh, Jeff Bridges' character about not being able to build the tiny Stark, tiny arc reactor. Yeah. You know, and then just having everybody involved in that project being like, you know, somebody that Tony has slighted over the years was just a brilliant stroke in that. So.
0: Yeah, and it and it even tied back basically to like Iron Man one and two and some of the others. So. Um, yeah, the MCU's continue to be really good with that, with uh, time back to the old stuff. Because, I mean, we saw that in depth with Endgame, with them li- literally going back in the past and stuff. So, um, yeah, what other spoiler stuff do you want to discuss? Uh,
1: how about, you know, we can get into the whole MJ thing with her figuring it out. I do like the fact that they made her a very proactive character mm-hmm. um, yeah. in this iteration. And she always has been, especially if you go back to, like, the... Uh, like the Amazing Spider-Man cartoon series back in the late 90s, that NBA character was always very proactive mm-hmm. in a lot of things. Um, I was kind of hoping that we could get a couple more interesting characters in, like with uh, the Hobgoblin or Black Cat or something like that, but you know, that's a possibility for a future film.
0: Yeah, they could be saving some of that stuff for uh, for Phase 4, which, by the way, Comic-Con starts tomorrow, I think. Um, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I can't remember when Marvel's going to be there, but they're going to announce their uh, Phase Four stuff. So um, we shall see some more from that. A lot of people have been saying that the third film should be the Sinister Sinister Six, but I think you should probably do like a third one to lead into the Sinister Six. Um, That's what would make sense, kind of to me. I know it would count as uh, I guess like a fourth Spider-Man film, but. Because you've set up, like, what, Scorpion, Vulture, I guess, Mysterio, if he still stays around. But you still need, like, a whole bunch of other characters. Um, so, I
1: haven't really introduced Wilson Fisk into this universe,
0: so... Yeah, those sorts of characters, so... Uh, like, will, will we get... Um, we haven't had any... Well, we've got a Venom, but it's in <laughs> Sony's Venom burst, so I doubt you'll be seeing him. Um, unless it's in, like, a future film or something. But uh, if they could introduce, like, a new Doc Ock, like, a new... Harry Osborn and, uh, Norman Osborn for, like, the Green Goblin stuff, so... Because it's been since Spider-Man 1, the Tobey Maguire stuff, since we've seen a Green Goblin in an iteration, because we saw, um, some Doc Ock stuff in, um, in Spider-Verse, and then there's, of course, Venom in Venom film, so, um... Yeah, no, but, we I...
1: got, we got some, uh, we got some Green Goblin stuff in the third Spider-Man, it was just so... God, oh, awful, yeah, <laughs> want to forget
0: it. Yeah, I did forget it. So, yeah, um, yeah, but it's been quite a while. I blissfully
1: so. forgot it was that bad.
0: <laughs> yeah Yeah. Uh, yeah. Any other stuff apart from the post-credit scenes that you want to discuss? Um, to do with the film.
1: Yeah, I did like the fact that they continued on with one of the the, the one of the themes that actually harkens back to our, uh, Avengers Two, which is survivor's Guild. Because you had the Black um, Black Widow, uh, not Black Widow, uh, Scarlet Witch, you know, do the the vision thing with Tony, and his vision was everybody was dead except for him. Yeah. Which put which is why the in Endgame him sacrificing himself for that put some much weight on that, because it took all that weight off his shoulders. He was no longer suffering with survivor's guilt because he didn't survive. Because you know he survived in his vision, then he survived the snap, of which they're calling. Was it dusting? Is it what they called it, or what do they call it?
0: Blip. The, they the, call it the blip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
1: which, so, which to them transferred is just a bit. Is
0: to them just like a five-year time jump, basically, but without them aging. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I so get...
1: you had that, but not as bad with uh, Spider-Man with the uh, Peter Parker, mm-hmm. but it was still there, especially with his interactions with uh, Happy Hogan.
0: Yeah. I like that they're kind of pushing him forward as, like, a bit of a more main MCU character. Because that's one of the things I discussed in, um, my podcast was, um, you've got, like, what, Nick Fury, Maria Hill, um, the guy whose name I just mentioned. Um, and you've got... Who else have you got that's, like, at the top, top of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Like, you haven't got Coulson in the MCU, um like, he, he's not in the MCU films anymore or anything, uh, you haven't got him, so, other than that, you've got, uh, Hogan and you've got, who else, like, Tony Stark isn't there anymore, um, the, the Avengers have either retired or whatever has happened, um, because, like, Thor's kind of moved to the Guardians and you've got, um, what's it, Cap, who's basically retired, so you haven't really got any other top level, um, S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, I suppose, or or Avengers, so, um, I guess that's where Spider-Man's gonna kind of move in, so, That'll be interesting as well. See how they handle it. I think that's
1: going to be part of Phase Four. Is basically yeah. building a new Avengers.
0: Yeah, um, which is also an episode that I did <laughs> recently. Uh, I went through all of the basically Marvel characters that we've got, and the ones that could plausibly be uh, part of the new Avengers team, and discuss those as well. So, um, yeah, should we talk about the post-credit scenes? Oh yeah. Cool. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> so the first one that we had, which was basically, you know, he's swinging through the city with MJ, and uh stops on this like uh traffic sign or whatever. He he, he puts himself up on there, and you see from the big screen. And you've got um, J Jonah Jameson, who's played by is J K Simmons, the the old one who who played him in the Toby Maguire. No. Um, uh, series of films you've got him who was he's isn't he uh the current jim gordon in the dceu i'm sure he was in the justice league he was in the justice league and, and, and i don't know if he's going to continue that back but then again, we
1: don't know if any of that's going to continue back, <laughs> right.
0: so. yeah uh but yeah he's been in that obviously he could probably do both like he, pro- he could probably do both of those films going forward um but yeah he's back and uh you know he's basically got this video from mysterio who's like fabricated this evidence to basically make it look like um spider-man has what well, killed mysterio i suppose uh and then obviously you get the big thing which is okay um mysterio is saying okay this is you know spider-man's done this thing and by the way it's peter parker and then you of course get i like how they do it with spider-man's face where you can't see peter parker or tom holland or peter parker's face but you get the mechanical eyes which just kind of spread out Because obviously his identity has been revealed. Um, One of the things I discussed in the podcast was... Okay, one of the big things in some of the previous comic runs... And obviously in the Tobey Maguire films has been... You know, Peter Parker working for the Daily Bugle. Which he probably can't do that now. Because obviously one of the things he did... was, you know, Peter Parker went around and got pictures of Spider-Man. Because that's who he is. And he can easily do those. And you can't really do that if the character's identity has been revealed. So... It'll be very interesting going forward in the future um, if they do keep J.K. Simmons, and I hope that they do, what you're going to use the Daily Bugle for, basically. Um, but yeah, what, what do you think of this whole scene, I suppose?
1: Uh, it's hard to tell what they're going to use the uh, Daily Bugle for, although I did like the fact that they updated it to modern day, and it was the dailybugle.net, oh, so yeah. it's no longer yeah. a publishing magnate. It's an online publication. Right.
0: It's like a website. So,
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that makes and sense.
1: the vibe that I got from it is going to be a little bit more conspiratorial. Mm. I don't know if the character of Alex Jones is familiar over in the UK or not.
0: Alex Jones? No, I don't think so. Who's that?
1: Uh, he's hard to describe. He's like this really weird dude that uh, has like his own uh, internet-based show. He, it portrays as like a news show. But it's all like the crazy, crazy conspiracy theories. Okay. Like I don't, I haven't watched a whole lot of it just because I don't have time for that. But the clip that I'll, will always pop up when somebody you know goes into ranting conspiracy theories is from him shows where he talks about the chemtrails from the airlines are putting chemicals in the water and it's turning the frogs gay. That is a literal quote from one of his rants that it's turning the frogs gay.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. So
1: that got kind of tells you the level of intelligence that we're dealing with on that okay um but he he has had to state that it's just a character that he plays for legal reasons because he does spout off a whole bunch of stuff and he's gotten sued a few times but if you're doing it as like a caricature and not like as a serious serious news thing uh then at least over here in the states you can get away with a lot more stuff because it falls under first amendment free speech okay um So he has said that that is a character, whether or not he actually believes it, or if it's just like a wink-wink, nudge-nudge, nod-nod, you know what I mean, you know what I mean, character. Mm -hmm. It's one of those things people endlessly debate. Um, I truly don't care about him. I mean, like I said, I don't take time to listen to him, so I can't give you like an an informed, informed opinion. Okay. This is just stuff that I've seen, like, you know, keeping an eye on, like, the peripheries.
0: Mm -hmm. What what were you going to say in terms of... That and the Daily Bugle and stuff.
1: I think it would be hilarious if that's where they sent the, the uh, J. Jonah Jameson character. I mean, a lot of the curious spider man would be angry about that, but... I'm always up for change with comic as... book stuff, so... I think it would be funny as hell.
0: Yeah, I mean, they've already, they have already done, you know, in the Tobey Maguire films, the traditional... Okay, he's going to go out and get pictures of Spider-Man, bring them back to J.J., uh, which is the short way to say his name, and that was the traditional thing. One of the questions I have is... Okay, so obviously in some comic iterations and some iterations of other things... You've had Eddie Brock, who of course, in some uh, versions of, of Spider-Man... Basically gets into competition with um, uh, Spider-Man to you know get better photos or whatever for JJ. I wonder... I mean I wonder how it would affect the venom because obviously that is actually like the Eddie Brock version um in the in the venomverse films with uh, Tom Hardy. I I mean I don't think that Tom Hardy's going to join the MCU and he's going to be this Eddie Brock uh, reporter for for this version of JJ and that if you, if you get what I mean. But I'm wondering if they'll introduce like a separate version or maybe just like a new character or something. But yeah, I'm wondering going forward now that Spider-Man's identity has been revealed how they'll handle and use the Daily Bugle, because I don't think that that was just a cameo either. Um, at least I hope it wasn't. So do you think that J.K. Simmons thing is just a cameo, or do you think he's like a bit more in the MCU uh, with, with that?
1: I hope it's not just a cameo. I hope there's yeah. more stuff in the MCU, but I'm not holding my breath on it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, who knows? Comic-Con's in a few days, so <laughs> we'll see what they announce. Yeah, I'm sure we'll know more then. Right. Uh but yeah, that was the big thing. Obviously him getting us his, his identity revealed and the reveal of uh JJ. So uh and of course the other credit scene, which some people have said like isn't as relevant, but I do think it definitely is, which is basically is it is it the Kree or the Scrolls? I can't remember which one. It's it is. the scrolls the which are the shape shifters. Yeah. It's basically the Cree that are the blue dudes. Basically the Nick Fury's got this whole base full of them and uh also, the the Maria Hill and Nick Fury throughout this whole film were played... Were um, scrolls, So, um, which, again, that really shocked me. So, because, like, how, how would you really be able to tell that throughout the film? I mean, if you rewatch this, like, two or three times, you could probably see certain scenes where Nick Fury's not quite acting like himself or Maria Hill is doing the same thing. But I thought that was pretty incredible. So
1: Yeah, I mean, you did see that a little bit in... In that in the post-credit scenes, but the post-battle with Mysterio scene, to where you had you know Nick Fury, yeah. and the, the spy of all spies, could get completely fooled, and then Maria Hill giving him crap about it, mm-hmm. and then you know because there was a scene where Nick Fury said uh, I had my doubts, and then Maria Hill's like she he was totally fooled, <laughs> you know unless things got like way less formal between those two the Murray Hill wouldn't have said that to Nick Fury. Yeah. So it seemed like a really off thing at the time. But once that scroll thing got revealed, I was like, ah, that makes more sense.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I, I they're probably going to be a big part, part, part again of um, phase four. So um, yeah, again, Comic-Con a few days away, we'll see everything that gets announced. So um, do you think they'll keep anything like secret or just be like, Hey, here's phase four or the here's everything that we're doing. <laughs> Because so, they did that last time.
1: Well, I'm sure that they'll they'll announce a few movies at least. Because well, we know we're getting a Black Widow movie because mm-hmm. some of the screens from that have already been released. Yeah. Um, they've officially announced that uh, uh, the guy whose name I can never pronounce that directed Armageddon. Yeah. Um, will be writing and directing Thor four, but. Which has to have he, a different
0: name, because that's too awkward to say. Yeah. Thor, Thor. And I'm
1: sure it'll have a different name, but he contractually he has to finish Suicide Squad first, unless they figured out a way to work around that to where he could do I've Thor. Heard
0: they, I've heard that they pushed that back, or something.
1: It's possible. Um, and it might not be official. I, it might be that I just wanted to get pushed back, because I'd rather get the fourth Thor movie than a reboot of uh, Suicide Squad. Oh yeah, I'm with you. Um...
0: Yeah, Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, and then probably twos for basically Doctor Strange, Black Panther, and uh, what's his name? What's his name? Um, uh, Captain Marvel, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange, and Black Panther. You'll probably get sequels for, and then you'll probably get...
1: We already uh, know that there's going to be a Black Panther sequel,
0: though. Right, yeah. So they'll probably fully announce that, but with, like, February 2022 or whatever. So they'll probably say all that sort of stuff. Um, and the
1: Black Panther one I'm, is the one I'm actually kind of most interested in because that's the one that you could have the most interesting story with. Because okay. you had uh, um, the one character basically take over when uh, T'Challa uh, turned into dust, and then you had the five years, and now he's back. Mm-hmm. So obviously, I'm assuming he's going to be king again, but then you've got you know who was dusted and who wasn't, and then all those tensions of, you know, people coming back and all that stuff. So that could get some really interesting storylines.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and of course, you've got all the uh, Disney Plus stuff, which they'll probably talk about as well.
1: Uh, speaking of which, they uh, said that the the buddy comedy, which I'm assuming it's going to be a buddy comedy between uh,
0: Falcon uh, Winter, Winter, Soldier.
1: Winter Soldier and yeah. Falcon, is actually going to be directed by the John Wick movie director.
0: Huh. Cool. I didn't think I saw that. So. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. That,
1: that should make it really interesting. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Captain Marvel 2, I could care less about. I mean, the movie was okay, <laughs> but it was so banal in a lot of the presentation of it that if they don't do a second one, I'm not really going to lose any sleep over it.
0: Mm-hmm. They probably will, though, because she's like an integral new part of the uh, MCU. Who else is that? I, I, mean, I mean, yeah, they'll probably announce like I think what they'll do instead of announcing new Disney Plus series, I think the ones they got in development will be the ones that they have at the moment. But I think mm-hmm. I think they'll just give dates for stuff, which will mostly be twenty twenty, I would imagine. So Um Yeah. But Disney Plus launches in what, November? I and think. and the, the only confirmed one that I've seen that they are they are launching with is the Mandalorian. Um, mm-hmm. so unless they come out with one of the other Marvel, like if they say, okay, we've got one, you're right unless they say they got one other, like one yep. Disney show, one maybe Pixar show, one Marvel film, one, one Marvel series and one Star Wars series, all to launch with, I don't know what else Disney Plus will launch with, other than the back catalog, obviously, of of films, so it's hard to tell. Um, yeah, and the
1: Mandalorian one is also something that I'm kind of interested in because because I'm curious if they're going to uh, play off of that uh, you know, one shot that they did, uh, the Hail to the King, okay. or if they're just going to completely start over from scratch. Mm-hmm. And if they do uh, play off of Hail to the King, are they going to get Ben Kingsley back with it?
0: Okay. Cool. Um, yeah, I think that's all the MCU talk and all the Spider-Man Far From Home discussion that we want to do. Um yeah so yeah join us in I'm I'm hoping to also do some kind of coverage of of Comic-Con. I don't know roughly when some of the trailers and that are coming out. Um I know obviously there's the Walking Dead trailer but we'll probably talk about that in October when we do the preview podcast. Um but yeah I might do like if they release like a trailer for the Witcher or something which I think they'll do I might do a like podcast watch thing with that but it depends when things get released and stuff so we'll see. But yeah you can uh yeah is that all the things you wanted to discuss? yeah cool uh so you can find all the content that we've got on entertainment org. if you if you would like to write in obviously any thoughts questions comments uh anything about the mcu or any of the any of the other shows that we've done uh that we do matthew at entertainment uh twitter e uk there's the contact page as well uh if you want to support the podcast support entertainment talk we're on patreon we also have an amazon affiliate link um and we have itunes feeds so please rate review and subscribe to those um yeah, if you don't want to review the feed you can simply rate it. Uh word of mouth. Please tell your friends, family, people that you know about the website and the iTunes feeds. Uh you can also yeah, share those on Facebook, retweet them on Twitter, put them in different Facebook groups. Uh video games if you want not watch us play different video games. Me and David stream on Twitch, Robert streams on Mixer. Uh thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye.